Welcome to the Memorial Sermon Podcast. It's our hope that this message would encourage you in your walk with God and drive you closer to Jesus. For more information about our church, visit mbcmetairie.org. Now, here's this week's message. Well, as we look at this passage, we got in James chapter 1, pretty easy. James chapter 1, we're going to start right here in verse number 1. And it says this, it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes dispersed abroad. Verse 2 says, consider it a, look at this, great joy, or your Bible may say pure joy or all joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials. We just described all different types of various trials that are taking place right now. Verse 3 says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect. In other words, don't let, don't try to weasel out of it. Don't try to get away from it. Let it have its full effect so that, listen to this, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing, lacking nothing. Nothing. Like I mentioned just a second ago, some of your Bibles may say uh, great joy. You might say all joy. Some versions even say pure joy. Well, what is going on? How could, how could anyone in their right mind, if they're going through a, a trial, especially a trial like we're dealing with today, how could anyone in their right mind go, man, I'm going to count this all joy? At the very least, that seems crazy, doesn't it? And maybe at the very most, it even seems sadistic that when I go through a trial, oh, I'm just going to count it joy. But here's what I want you to see this morning is that you can experience great joy in the midst of a great trial when you realize how passionate God is. Listen to me for your good and his Glory. We're going to put that up on the screen if you're watching online today. I want to say that one more time. You can experience great joy in the midst of a great trial when you realize how passionate God is. God is passionate about your good and His glory. So many times when we're going through a trial, we feel like God has abandoned us. We go, God, where are you? And the reality is God is closer than ever before. Anytime you go through a trial like you're going through right now, I want you to hear this loud and clear this morning. God is speaking to you. He's got your number. He has not forgotten you. He is working on you to make you better and to glorify His name. You see, a lot of us, when when we look at this life, when you think of this life and what you're going through right now and what your family's going through right now, a lot of times we see this life as the main event. And then the afterlife, heaven and hell, sometimes we just think, okay, that's just tacked on to the end. But we look at this life as the main event. And can I tell you, nothing could be farther from the truth. The reality is, the main event is what comes after this life. Everything that we're going through right now is simply preparation for when we get there. I'll prove it to you. You don't have to turn there, but I just want to read it to you this morning. Matthew chapter 16, verse 26 says, for what, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his own soul? 
And then it goes on to talk about when Jesus is coming back. The Bible says, even if everything in your life was to go perfect, everything is fine. There's no COVID-19. You're making all the money in the world. You're rich. You're famous. You've got everything that this world says is, is successful. It says, if you get all that, but you forfeit your soul, it's not worth it. So this life is not the main event. This life is preparation for the main event. And the reality is, that's why Jesus came, he died, and he rose from the grave was in order to save your soul. Can I tell you this morning, you're here in the parking lot or you're watching us online. We're so glad that you're here. But can I want, I just got to tell you this morning, there is a worse virus than COVID-19. There is a worse virus and it's called sin and it kills every single person that it infects. Romans 3.23 says that the wages of sin is death. And every person here and every person who's watching online has been infected by sin. And you desperately need an antidote. And maybe you're thinking, I have been, I have been so afraid of getting COVID-19 and yet you haven't even batted an eye towards your sin sickness. And everyone wants an antidote to the coronavirus. But when it comes to our sin sickness, we've been given the antidote. The blood of Jesus eradicates our sin and the Holy Spirit comes inside of us and transforms us. And so when you realize that he has saved you and transformed you and is now preparing you for heaven, it gives you a new joy perspective. You are now seeing your life right now from a bird's eye view. You're seeing your life, listen to me, from an eternal perspective through a heavenly lens. And so you see the trials that you're going through, yes, they're hard. Yes, they're excruciating. But that God has a purpose for it all. And so we're going to put this up on the screen, up on the screen if you're watching online of how your joy perspective happens when you see your trials in a different way. And so if you got a little sheet of paper, I don't know if you're a, if you're a person that writes in your Bible, but I've been kind of helping you out with different things uh, as we take our notes. We're going to spell the word trial this morning. We're going to spell the word trial. So I want you to kind of number down your page or letter down your page. T-R-I-A-L. T-R-I-A-L. And I'm going to give you a different note for each of these things. There's several things that we're going to see in this passage. So the first thing that I want you to write right next to that T, trial, T-R-I-A-L-T, is that your joy perspective happens when you see your trial as a test of your faith. T, a test of your faith. If we look back here in verse 2, it says, Consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience trials of various kinds. So as we think of a trial, what, what is a trial? You know, uh, you might see this word test and you think, okay, maybe that word test brings me all the way back to grade school. And you think of a test. Well, when you go back to maybe grade school or college or something like that, you begin to think of a test and you think, okay, well, that's actually something I can prepare for. That, that's not what this type of trial is talking about. 
When, when, when the text of the Bible uses this, this word trial, it's not talking about something you can prepare for. When you went to school at some point in time, was there ever a time that you walked into class and the teacher said, all right, I've got a pop quiz. And there was something that you couldn't get ready for. That's what this is talking about. It's like a pop quiz. That's what it's referring to. Something you didn't plan on going through. And many times, many times, God is not going to inform you of the trial that you're going to be going through. I, I remember on, on Friday, before everyone was letting out school and things were going down, churches were closing, all of those things, the Friday before, we had every intention of, of keep going. And then everything just kind of over the weekend, man, everything just kind of hit the fan. And we said, man, we, we've got to make some changes. We had no idea the test of faith that we were getting ready to go through. But the good thing when it talks about this word trial is that it's always directed towards an end. And that end is that anyone who is to be tested should emerge stronger and purer from that experience. I was reading this past week. Have you ever heard of Helen Keller? You know who Helen Keller was? Born, she was both blind and deaf. Talk about a trial. Talk about a trial that most of us have never gone through. Helen Keller said, although the world is full of suffering, it is full of overcoming that suffering too. Hear this this morning. Your trial is a test. Listen to me. And God wants you to pass the test. That's a different way of thinking about it. It's a different way of thinking with joy that God has given you a test and he is going to help you overcome this test. So we've done T. Well, now we're going to do R. T-R. So I want you to do this one. Removing shortcomings. Removing shortcomings. Right here it talks about the different uh, various trials because you know that the testing of your faith produces in endurance. When you hear this word testing of your faith, I want, you, I want to tell you a little bit more about this word testing. This kind of testing, if you've ever thought, it, it's a little bit different than taking a test like on paper. It's really more talking about a precious metal. I want you to think this morning about gold or silver, pure gold, pure silver. What does it have in it? Sometimes it's got something in it called dross that is tainting it. And, and you can look at your trial right now, whatever you're going through, and, and you say, you know what? God is refining me, and he's trying to get the impurities out of my life. He's trying to get the shortcomings out of my life. And let me tell you, when it comes to these precious metals, the only way to get those impurities out is with heat. And this morning, you're listening or you're watching here today and you're saying, oh, Pastor Dan, I feel the heat. Maybe you're in the parking lot this morning. You feel that sun. You're feeling the heat. And you say, oh, Pastor Dan, I, I feel the heat in my life. And I want you to hear this. That's how God gets the shortcomings out of your life. The same goes not just for precious metals, but think about a diamond. A diamond is, is, is formed not in comfortable conditions, you, you take a piece of black coal and it undergoes intense heat and intense pressure and the only way that it becomes a diamond is when it's gone through that heat and that pressure. And even after all that, it's still not ready. It's got to be cut by the master jeweler. I want you to hear this morning, God is interested in making you a diamond. 
And in the midst of you going through everything right now, through the trial, through the pain, he is, he is working on those shortcomings, removing those shortcomings. He is having you undergo intense heat, intense pressure, and he is shaping you because he's getting you ready for your eternity. Well, we've done T and we've done R. Now it's time to do I. I. So we've done a test of faith, removing shortcomings. Here's what I want you to write down. God wants to give you, listen to me, immovable character. Immovable character. Let me read verse 3. It says, because you know that the testing of your faith, look at this, produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect. God is producing you endurance. He wants to make you immovable. And you can have joy because God is shaping that character of you. We, we've heard the saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> For a Christian, it's a little bit different. For a Christian, it's not what, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. For a Christian, it's even if it kills you, it makes you stronger. If you go through and you, you study the, the Christians of old, the, the Christians that this passage was written to, when you study about people who were martyred for their faith or they were missionaries who died on the field, William Barclay said it this way when he was talking about those early believers. He said, the word endurance is the thing that amazed non-Christians in the centuries of Christian persecution. Those people were martyrs, but they did not die grimly. They died singing they died smiling even amidst the flames. And they asked those folks, even when they were smiling, they said, what is going on? And they would say to themselves, I saw the glory of God and was glad. I want you to hear this morning that even if you go through a trial, even if you go through something, and even if it leads to your death, God forbid, but even if it does, God is shaping you to have immovable character and great endurance. And can I just encourage you with something this morning? God has not asked you to go through anything that he hasn't gone through himself. Think about it. Even the Son of God came to earth to experience a horrible trial. He lived amongst the people and, and dealt with their infirmities. But at the end of the day, ultimately, he died on the cross. He was beaten. He was spit upon. He had his beard torn out. He had a crown of thorns on his head. He went through the trial. He went through the persecution. He went through it all. And hear it loud and clear. And he did it for you. And so he's not asking you this morning to go through anything that he hasn't asked his own son to do himself. And this is what the Christians, they wanted to experience with Jesus. They were willing to suffer because Jesus had suffered for them. If you're watching online, we're going to put this up on the screen. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. Listen to me if you're out here in the parking lot. Dear friends, don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you. Listen, to test you as if something unusual were happening to you. You might have thought everything that's going on in your life 
trials at home, trials with the economy, trials with sickness, trials with being a mom or a dad, any of those things. You thought that that was unusual. Well, Peter says, don't think of it as something unusual happening to you. It says, instead, rejoice as you share, listen to me, share in the sufferings of Christ. You want to be like Christ? You want to be closer to Christ? Share in his sufferings. So we've had T-R-I. Now we're going to do A. Now we're going to do A. We're spelling the word trial. T-R-I-A. And I want you to write by the letter A. Authentic faith. Authentic faith. We're almost done. As you look here in verse 4 of James chapter 1. It says, and let endurance have its full effect. Look at this. So that you may be mature and complete. Mature and complete. Sometimes if you go to big cities, have you ever been to a big city? We're not doing a whole lot of traveling right now, but sometimes if you go to big cities, you'll see these vendors and they're selling things that are imitation watches, imitation purses, even imitation cologne. I don't know if you've ever bought an imitation cologne. I haven't, but I don't think that it works real well. And if you've ever bought any of these things, you know that it's not made the same way as the real thing. It hasn't gone through the process. It's an imitation. And so maybe you've bought that watch and it stops. And maybe you buy that purse and it's gotten a hole in it. Or maybe that you've bought that cologne or that perfume and you can't smell a thing or it doesn't smell good at all. And the process, here's what I want us to see. When something is authentic, the process leads it to completion. I want us to think about something like this. Think of a famous painter. A famous painter can take his artwork, he can copy it, and he can sell prints. And those prints might sell for, I don't know, $10, $15, maybe even $25. But when you go back to the original, the original sometimes is even worth millions. Think about that. Because it's authentic. Because it's the thing that's actually gone through the process. When you see this in your Bible, it says that you may be mature and complete. I want you to think of that beautiful painting. God is not making you into some kind of imitation Christian. Someone who's got to put a plastic smile on or a plastic face on or anything like that. God is making you priceless. He is making you mature and complete and authentic. How good is that? And that gives us great joy. Trial. T-R-I-A-L. L. The last thing that I want you to write down in your notes, and then I'll be done. L. Lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. When you see that in verse 4, it says he wants you to be mature and complete. Last two words. Lacking nothing. Now this word lacking actually describes defeat. They would use this word if you were to go out and, and to, to fight in an army. Maybe you were to surrender to an army. And so as, as you think of a battle that's taking place, there were, there were folks that would surrender to an army. They would give up the struggle. And they, they, they had a failure of meeting their goal. And so here's what it's saying. If the word lacking describes defeat, here's what I want you to understand is that then this verse is saying that God wants you to be mature and complete. Listen to me. Defeated by nothing. Defeated by nothing. Have you felt defeated by this virus? 
Have you felt defeated by your bills? Have you felt defeated by your stress? God says, oh no, all of this has a purpose. All of this is for your good. And I know it's hard, but I've got your number. I am working on you. I am changing you. I am molding you because I love you. And I want you to consider it all joy. I want you to be lacking nothing. This morning, maybe that, that you've heard that and you've said, Pastor Dan, I want, to be, I want to be what that passage is talking about. I want to live in God's victory and I don't want to live in defeat anymore. Can I just tell you this morning, the first step that you have to take, listen to me, the first step that you have to take is you've got to open your heart and give your life to Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. He went through his trial for you because he loves you. He cares about you. He has grace. He has mercy. And his arm is open wide with the antidote. You have the sickness of sin, but he's got his arm open wide. He says, if you will take the antidote, then I will come in. I will forgive your sin and I will heal you from your sin. I'll give you a home in heaven. I'll even put myself inside of you through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you've never, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, if you've never taken the antidote, then this morning, I think that this is the time for you to give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. There is something worse than COVID-19, and it's called an eternity separated from Jesus. It's you paying for your sins rather than Jesus paying for your sins.